Oh. There it is. Hey! <laughs> Are we just gonna roll? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Alright. Good day. Uh, yeah. Hi. We... Check that one off on the bingo card. <laughs> yep. Awkward opening. Yep. Got it. Uh, we watch... That's the free space. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's every time. 100% of the time. Um, so yeah. We watched a movie today. We watched El Orfanato. Uh, not directed by Guillermo del Toro, but frequently thought to be directed by Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it said it was a like a product produced by him. Yeah, or whatever. He he was. So this movie, I remember the marketing push pretty well for it. It uh, came out right after Pan's Labyrinth, and uh, Guillermo del Toro was like crazy like like he was in demand yeah he was receiving a ton of fucking press so he uh he was he was attached to this so when it uh when it came over largely because of his involvement uh it, it was marketed like it was being directed by him yeah but it definitely wasn't yep um not not to say it's not totally uh devoid of of his uh of his, his influence. influence oh yeah for sure <laughs> But what I'm more more curious about, Chris. Okay. How was your day? Uh, it's good. Yeah. It's relaxing. That's good. I uh, I made some food at one point. All right. Yep. What'd you make? Uh. <laughs> I, I mean, do do we want to have a 20 minute tangent before we summarize <laughs> or? <laughs> I mean that's that. Jeez, all right. I'm just trying to <laughs> just trying to ask about your life, man. Good God. I'm just I'm just saying. No, can, it's fine. I don't can, care. I didn't want to know anyway. We can go down no, this road. No, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> Pretend I didn't ask. Uh, matter of fact, let's just end the episode here. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> no. Um, but you're summarizing. Oh, okay. Right now. So, um, summary: a woman, Lara. She girl. buys uh, her childhood home, which happened to be an orphanage. Uh, this is a horror movie, by the way. <laughs> she uh, sort she, of. Yeah, she buys her uh, she buys her childhood home, which happens to be an orphanage, and uh, it's just kind of like where she remembers growing up and everything. And she's gonna start. Uh, she's she's married to a, a doctor and. They have an adopted son who is HIV positive, um, and they're kind of like keeping that away from him, keeping away the the fact that he's adopted, you know, just because he's very young, and um, they uh, they they have plans to open up the house as like a small orphanage again, or just something to to kind of care for children, like five or six kids. Um, like a like a large foster home or something. Yeah. And um, they uh, they they have all these plans. They are derailed when their son goes missing, and they uh, can't find him for upwards of six months. Uh, Lara starts going seemingly a little bit insane. Starts talking about uh, about how her son used to have imaginary friends that he would talk to, and they used to play games. And they they kind of figure out that these imaginary friends may have been children that were staying at the at the house, and 
and slowly a, a, a web unravels of, of dead children and intrigue and they, uh, it, it winds up with her finding her son who had actually died in the house uh, she cannot handle it and she uh, she she winds up overdosing and taking care of children in the afterlife yep it's it's not it's not the uh, it's not the most like heartwarming movie <laughs> it's it's certainly not a movie that you watch to to like feel nice so here's my interpretation of it <laughs> all right she died. Yes. <laughs> I I would say that's a fair interpretation. <laughs> I would say it's possibly close to the only interpretation. <laughs> Here's also my interpretation. Mm. She died. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Soundtrack was good. Soundtrack was scratch what, that one off. What what'd you what'd you think about the the movie in general? Because I, I I had seen this movie before a long time ago. Uh, I, you you had not. Right. Yeah. So the movie was fine. Uh-huh. What what it was yeah, it I, was fine. It. I, I enjoyed it. At no point was I, like, bored by it. Right. I just felt like I had seen it before. Like, Fair. Like, not in its entirety, but kind of each part of this movie has been done elsewhere. Yeah. To an extent. Not that that's a bad thing. I mean, like, you'd be hard-pressed to find any movie coming out ever that is a completely new concept. Yeah. And that's and this probably is more original than anything that's come out in the last ten years. But that being said, uh, I just I have a unrealistically high bar for horror movies, just because I dislike so many of them. Right. So like, which I guess really I should have a lower bar because I uh, because I dislike them so much. Like. Or, or because I, on average, dislike them. So when something's decent, I guess I should appreciate it. But, like, I don't know. This one, it it was good. I don't think it ever resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't, it didn't strike any sort of particular chord. I'm not going to, like, think about it a lot, you know? Right. Like, um, just to compare, without getting off on a total tangent... I don't know if we've talked about Hereditary on the podcast. I'm not going to. I was about to say, I haven't seen it, so... Yeah. I'm not going to talk about it. But that movie still, like, pops into my mind every once right, in a while. Right. Because it was a very impactful movie. Like, it, uh, it, had, it had a lot going on. There, there are definitely... There and, are definitely certain horror movies that, that I feel like have, have a way of just, like... Like like being hard to uproot from your mind. Like there there are definitely ones that that really stick with you. Yeah, like Lost in Translation. Right. Um, <laughs> totally a horror movie. <laughs> I mean, no, it's no, not. It's, not. <laughs> it's beautiful. It is. Um, it's, a, it's a special experience. So uh, 
I, I, I would... So I, I oddly enough had thought about this movie several times, like, through the years. I, I'm now not 100% sure why it stuck with me as much as it did. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I put it up there for, like, a really long time. And, and just a ballpark first time I saw this. I was probably, like, 13 okay. or so. And uh, I, I put this up there with, like, one of my favorite horror movies. It would have been a, it would have been a fairly new movie at that point. Yeah, no, I, I saw it, like, as soon as it hit DVD. Because mm. I, I, had, I had seen Pan's Labyrinth and was, you know, fucking in love, as you kind of are with Pan's Labyrinth. It's true. Um, so this was, like, the next thing after yeah, that. Yeah, and, and this this came, like, right after, and I was, like, and... and, and at the time, I was like exposing myself to a ton of of horror movies. Um, I had a good foundation in the classics, but I was really trying to watch like a lot of uh, a lot of um, new horror movies and like independent horror movies that were coming out. Um, resulted in me doing a lot of like Walmart like. DVD like five dollar bin rack yeah stuff um, resulted in a lot of uh, a lot of stuff from the After Dark Eight Films to Die For collection yeah oh man to come yeah. out and uh, by and large a lot of that was trash yeah <laughs> so I I might have been a little bit like like underestimating this when I went into it. Um, and uh, it, it, it might have wowed me based on based on that sort of criteria. Um, that being said, I still do like this. I think it's a really good example of a classic horror setup done really well. Yeah. Because um, there, there's there's it's it's easy to to write a horror movie that's you know. One, a haunted house slash ghost children horror movie is, is pretty well-worn, you know, area. You can really easily slip into doing a, a version of that that's just really lackluster. Yeah. And like, not, not inventive. I mean, it's been done a thousand million times. Yeah, and, and, a, and a lot of times you get stuff that's just so boilerplate. And I, I feel like this is just like... A very solid example of how to do it well, like yeah, how to build your tension, like where to where like where to place your conflict and everything. It, it's it's definitely like a good like I feel like textbook horror movie. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. It it was paced well. Mm-hmm. It resolved itself in a manner that you could understand. There that that was one thing I didn't like. There was not much ambiguity about what was going on in a good way, like. There was no. There was nothing very confusing about the plot, and some or some horror movies have a tendency to be too smart for themselves, right? Like a lot of the, a lot of the time, <laughs> especially in the last like fifteen twenty years, right? Um, this definitely didn't do that. It was uh, it it gave you the pieces. But it didn't throw it in your face what was right. going on, which is good. I, I also think it had, um, and, and you you'd be a better judge of this than I am because again I I I had seen this before, but I thought like upon viewing it again that 
it does pace out when it uh, when it's going to give you information. Yeah, for sure. Very well. like, yeah, that's like, what I mean. Yeah, like like when it's you never feel like it's going to again you know ne- you never feel like totally in the dark. You just feel like you're learning stuff with the character, and I don't think it would have been. I think it would have been pretty hard to guess what was going to be happening, like the the overall like what happened to her son like before it was revealed. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, correct. And and not in a bad way where it just like comes out of nowhere. It's foreshadowed, like. They 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 kind of let you know, but it's just very subtle and 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 it's good for it's good about stringing you along. Yeah, it's for the ride. it's foreshadowed enough that when when the reveal happens, you're like ah, and also oh yeah, <laughs> but it's not it's not like I don't think anyone would be able to put that together based on the foreshadowing they gave you because it's right. some pretty seemingly innocuous details. Which is always, which is always the thing. Like <laughs> going to another uh, uh, ghost children um, haunted house uh, kind of uh, kind of horror thriller um, that is a really bad example of how to do things. Uh, Dream House yeah. with Daniel Craig. Okay. Um, that was a movie that I lost interest in before the halfway mark surely because i had put together shit like 15 minutes into the movie yeah (laughs) it's that's like the worst thing for for engagement in a horror movie is just already knowing what's going to happen like i mean like just just from being genre savvy or or anything but but none of that would really help you I don't know if I've ever seen a non-action Daniel Craig movie. <laughs> Dreamhouse winds up being not a non-action Daniel Craig movie, oh. unfortunately. Huh. <laughs> it built itself as kind of a, a horror thriller, and it wound up being stupid. Okay. Honestly, <laughs> really, really bad. But but no, there there is an action beat towards the end where, where Daniel Craig's having to fucking set things on fire and shit it's yeah. it's a really bad movie you shouldn't watch how to get burned <laughs> um but, but yeah so there dude are, we should put the wicker man on the list the original i agree no with nick cage god damn it no <laughs> the internet already has enough how's the or, or not the bees jokes we can't make any more <laughs> but i've never seen it I mean, we should watch it. <laughs> definitely, we should definitely watch it. I haven't seen it in like a good ten years. So. I don't. I don't know how to separate just wanting to watch movies from <laughs> wanting to watch movies for the podcast anymore. It's just like, of course, we 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 have to do it on the show. Why why would we consider? Why would we watch a movie <laughs> unless we were going to talk about it for thirty to forty five minutes afterwards? Who just watches a movie? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the biggest takeaway I kind of have is, is really just that it's the, I I think it's a good example of this, this kind of story done really well, well well-paced horror movie. It's got the fundamentals. It's got the basics. 
it proves that you really don't need more than that to make something that's enjoyable, but yeah. you kind of do to make something that people are going to think about. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure that this is someone's favorite movie. I mean, again, it was one of my favorites for a really long time. I, I would I would say that as an as an intro to not that this was my intro to horror movies, but but as a a a introduction to the genre or something, I I would definitely recommend this. There's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot in the way of like jump scares. They're like which is good. They're like a couple like semi jump scares, uh, but there's really not a lot of 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 that. It's more just like anticipation building and stuff. I I would say that this is a a good introduction to good horror movies. <laughs> All right. Maybe that's its own genre at this point, because <laughs> I feel like there's definitely a whole genre's worth of bad horror movies. Oh like, sure. <laughs> I mean, there's horror. Mo- I mean, God, you could talk about like the varying levels. Like, there's so 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 bad it's good. There's the so bad it's bad. There's the so yeah. bad that it's bad so that it's good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I mean I I know. Like I said, at at that point in time, like like when when I had very first seen this movie, like thirteen, fourteen, I was like again, like like bargain bin hunting. Yeah. For for any any cheap horror, horror thrills. Pretty much anything I saw in Fangoria magazine, which is is that still being published? Yeah, I'm sure Fang- it is. Fangoria is still around. Um, be some good coffee table reading. I I I'd still find a certain kitsch value in Fangoria magazine. I, I I like them a lot, but they are like like any other industry magazine, which it really is a fucking industry magazine. I mean, yeah. Um, like any other industry magazine, it's pretty much just trying to get you hype for a specific genre of movie. Yeah. And that that specific genre of movie is. Indie B, B horror, horror and slasher movies, and a lot of it's bad. <laughs> like, just take all of Fangoria's reporting with a grain of salt. There's a reason that most of the coverage in that magazine is about special effects, <laughs> because it's honestly a lot easier to show off and say, "Look at these stills. Don't they look good? Look at how much was involved in 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 shooting this. Look at all the gore they use." Here's how many gallons of fake blood they used. You should go see this movie. It's got a lot of blood in it. Like, um, and 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 the the upshot of that is is they wind up not being good movies usually. At least that was my experience at the time. But uh, but yeah, so I was doing a lot of hunting for horror movies at that time. This is when I saw Mirrors. No, not Mirrors. This is when I saw. Shit. What was it? Um. The Eye, I think. With um, with your girl, Jessica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. So that's when I saw that. Which that that had a theatrical release. It wasn't really B material that, or anything. Well, it also was. wasn't very good. Yeah, no, it was really bad. That that was pretty emblematic of a lot of the stuff that, I was watching. That, at that the time. like, <laughs> so that was on the all of this is was on the like the heels of the ring. Like, yeah, yeah. The ring started the genesis of, and this movie doesn't count as that, but the genesis of like the 
let's take an originally concepted foreign horror movie and Americanize it. Yeah. Which this is not, but like... The, but Mirrors 2 was. Yeah, and The, the Eye definitely <laughs> the was. The Eye was, The Ring, The Grudge. It was like, it was a huge like... Yeah, it was a thing. I, I would... This I would came out in that argue, time period, but it was not that. I would honestly argue that we're kind of right now in sort of a, a, a renaissance for like the high concept horror movie which is great for me yeah I, I'm I'm fucking loving a lot of horror I mean movies we've had I days. mean just in the past year we've had hereditary and a quiet place yeah which and were I, both good I mean if, if if you if if you rewind a little bit like like we've had a bunch of like really stellar like releases that I I think are gonna wind up being like pretty iconic i mean we've had uh we've had the witch we've had um the babadook which i thought was really good um i i know i know it received a lot of praise when it very first came out and a lot of people started kind of like waning on that a little bit i rewatched it I thought <laughs> I think it still holds up. I I get I get the I get the negative press, but I also I, I'm, I'm I stand by it. Um, yeah, the Babadook, the Witch, A Quiet Place, uh, Hereditary, which I haven't seen yet, and I hear is really good. Get Out, which was incredibly a good. bombshell. Yeah. like there there's there's a lot of shit coming out right now that's like. It's kind of one of the best times to. to yeah, to I mean, be, we haven't had anything. We haven't had any because I mean, before this this g- g- genesis of horror movies, mm-hmm. like it's it's all been geared towards like teen like teenagers. It's like teenager bait to yeah. go to the movies, shock and factor, see the high school kids get killed, and there's this five shower scenes, and you know, it's right. like it, it's not. That that has been horror movies for the last like fifteen years yeah. or so, and, and I I feel like um, I I feel like I feel like there was definitely like a golden age, in in the seventies when no one was taking it seriously, and so you could you could make these you know movies that that you know for for pretty cheap and you could kind of do whatever because studios didn't really give a shit because they were just gonna make money with teenagers. And then they kind of caught on, and then they started gearing them towards teenagers. Um, well, and now the teenagers have grown up, right? And, so, uh, and so, so there's, still there's, for the same people, but the people have gotten smarter, right? And, and there's finally an, an indie market that kind of like recognizes you can do these horror concepts, you can make them very effective, you can also say something with them. Um, but yeah, before this that we're going through now, I would say that the adapt a foreign property usually japanese or korean uh property wave was was pretty big i I would say that's probably like the last big like trend that overtook horror movies before we started seeing them you know go to like more like european productions and and american co-productions and getting a little better (laughs) and more adult um so so yeah, uh, but this is just a little bit outside of that. Um, though this movie kind of was riding that wave a little bit. I do I do remember like there was a large like emphasis on for, on foreign horror movies because as many people saw The Ring and liked it, 
a lot of people saw the original after they saw the American one and were were very very much a fan of that and be like, oh, you know, all the good horror movies are coming out, you know, are, are, are foreign, and there were, like, a huge glut of people that were just finding, like, Japanese and Korean horror movies, and they were kind of going in on anything foreign. So that also, along with Guillermo del Toro's success, uh, did pave the way for this movie to actually get international distribution. Uh, yeah. And that that's that's cool. If I, I I could be pretty happy if all we got out of it was this. <laughs> if, all, if if the if the only decent movie to come out of that groundswell was was the orphanage, it's it's worth it. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> um, pretty good. But back to the soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> were were you taken with the soundtrack? It was uh, I was a little bit taken. Yeah, it was uh the they had some very swelling like orchestral music like throughout. And uh, I thought it was pretty sweet. It does. It does have some moments where it shines. It's incredibly effective. The ending, uh, especially, I, I was uh, definitely. I felt like it added instead of subtracted. Yeah. This this is one of those. Things. <laughs> I think the. So I, I used to describe this to people as being a horror movie with a happy ending. Um, that's not actually right. Not at all. It's more, not sure why you would even say that. Well. I, I think it's because of the way that it's framed. Like, this is more a horror movie with a very dark ending, but a bizarrely optimistic outlook on that ending. I mean... Like, they they could have played this, like... And and the reason I bring it up now is because I think that the, the soundtrack helps quite a bit. Like, at the end of this movie, the, this huge, like, string section thing comes in, and it's just like... It's it's like almost like Spielberg like sweet like yeah. it, it's 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 so like it's it, it's kind of it's sappy and and it makes you think something's happy something happy is happening. It ain't though. If if it didn't have that, you would see this as being like horrendously depressing. Yeah, which it still kind of is. I I, <laughs> I mean. At the end of the day, I, I did always remember this as like her dying on accident, but but she she straight up she like in, no she definitely she, killed herself she like straight straight up kills herself so yeah it's 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 not a horror movie with a happy ending um, it doesn't leave you feeling awful though no it doesn't it, uh, uh, you feel awful. Right before the ending. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, I guess that's okay. <laughs> it was um, good. I mean, the ending is definitely memorable. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, it, it goes. It, it definitely goes from. I I think a large part of why I thought the ending was was happy is because it goes from being so fucking dark, like. When when they actually do the reveal of like what happened to the kid and you just like start coming to to grasp with like everything that had to have happened like in the interim like while they were looking for him and everything like you, you <laughs> it's it's really like impressively dark um, yeah and then it kind of goes into something that's that's not happy. 
it's still dark, but just in contrast to what had happened right before it. I mean, two minutes before it. You're like, okay. (laughs) This is good. (laughs) Yeah. So. So tell me about that meal. It was, uh, was, was chicken thighs with cream sauce. Okay. Yeah. Was that gonna take twenty minutes? No, I mean I I I, I can I can I can go more. Come it. on, let's no, hear it. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> good. I didn't want to know about no, it anyway. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll tell no, you about it. Just just. No, we don't exist outside of this podcast. No, no. I mean, I I don't I don't want to tell the people because I don't have enough to share with everyone. Like. Well, that I understand. Don't don't bring gum if you don't have enough for the whole class. Sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. So, uh, closing remarks. What do you think? Recommendations? Anything? Watch this before you watch Mirrors 2. <laughs> and then don't watch Mirrors 2. Skip it. Do anything else. Yeah, literally anything. <laughs> No, I would I would say watch it. I mean, it's pretty good. It's yeah. a I I would say it's a good horror movie for the for the everyman. I I think that this could really shine if you were doing a marathon. Like What do you mean? Like if if you if you were putting together like four horror movies to watch back to back and and you you needed you 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 had something big at the at the end that you wanted to do, but you needed you needed some stuff to like build up to it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that this would like fit really well in like the like two or three spot. Sure. Number one would be mirrors too. <laughs> Obviously. But that movie was bad. <laughs> but yeah, so so maybe maybe if you're introducing someone, trying to trying to be like, look, there can be good accessible horror movies that that can make you feel things but don't uh you know aren't aren't all jump scares and fake blood like check this shit out yeah like i i i I think definitely if you're trying to introduce someone uh this this is a good one to start on um and uh maybe watch it if you just want to see this this particular kind of of setup done right Yeah, cool. Find, finding a screenshot for this one's gonna be yeah, hard. that's gonna be tough. <laughs> that's our next challenge. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so next week, Mean Girls. Maybe. <laughs> Doodles. <laughs>